0: Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by MailChimp.com. MailChimp.com is used by top companies to spam the shit out of their customers' inbox. If it weren't for MailChimp, you would have never known that Banana Republic
1: is having a 3% off sale on all brown dress pants.
0: Hey, thanks for being here. People be listening to the podcast. How about you email that email address, theanecdotalexperience at gmail.com if you wanna do the podcast or just text me. Today, Josh Adams is on the podcast. You know what? He's done this episode twice because I deleted his first episode. And you know what I do to people that I don't like their episode? I tell them I deleted it on accident and that is exactly what I told Josh Adams, but it was totally true really he was an awesome guy he came back and did it and i really wanted him to come back and do it because it was a lot of fun uh i think this one the re-recording is just as good as the first one they're both really good went in two different directions you'll never know because it's deleted from the world forever what a shame we had fun i love you i kiss you let's do this with josh addle Just start with that. Sure. Yeah. And then we can go into that other stuff after. Yeah. Fair so enough. we'll start with that. And then you can, you know, tell us about your first experience. But, or no. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with it. What happened to you? I heard, I heard you got, you took something and it was not what you thought it was. Yeah. Where are you? We have to, yeah. We have to set that. This is round two. This is, I deleted Josh's podcast because I'm an idiot. And this is the second time we're doing it, cause I suck. He just wanted me to come back. Maybe, maybe subconsciously that was it, man. And it sucked. It was good in the lie that I tell people. That is, and I told you this, that what I told you, honestly, you have no way of knowing if I'm lying to you or not, cause that's the lie I used to tell people. Same sort of like and you admitted that to me too. I know. That's the thing. I admitted that to you before, like we were just hanging out. Mike's off. I hadn't deleted it yet. And I was like, yeah, I just tell people I deleted it. And then I told you I deleted it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You can't show me the the secret behind the magic trick before you do the magic trick. I know
0: the deceit, dude. I don't know. It's it does suck because you have no way to believe me. I could be lying. It's all right. It's going to
1: be even better second time around.
0: For sure, man. Having identical conversations that are always better the second time.
1: Yeah, well, I can easily pretend that I've we've never talked about this. Alcohol thought helps about me that. To, Like figure that out really easily in life.
0: What, just going, oh, when people tell you the same story twice? Uh, yeah, or I tell
1: them the same story twice, or I don't remember having a conversation with them, yeah. whatever it may be.
0: Dude, that happens to me all the time. People will go, They'll. it'll be like a week, the week after they'll go in and they'll tell me about the same story. And I'm like, dude, you told me this last week. Maybe at the same bar or something like that. Yeah, they're like, no why? No did I tell you about this? I'm like, yeah. And then they'll go on and I'm like, no. <laughs> they're like,
1: oh, well, let me tell you again right. anyway. I'm like,
0: you did, you told me. Why'd you bother asking me, turd? Yeah, I'll do that now. I'm like, I don't, dude, I, I know. I know what happens here. Like, why are you telling me? If you spoil the ending, are you really spoiling anything? Yeah, the no, because I knew it. Right. And most people will look at you and think like, "Hey, you're supposed to just shut the fuck up and let me tell the story for the second time." And I'm like, "No, keep it. Find Ex- a different person." Except this one time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the this is the time when it's appropriate. This is going to be funny, man, because I wanted to basically I really want to talk about the points that we made because we made some smart points. OK, if we if we start
1: steering too far off from those, then help guide it back a little bit. But I kind of remember oh, some of the main things that got us on those tracks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I got them. I'm ready. But um. yeah, I think it'd be cool to start with your experience last year at Bonnaroo because you're a Bonnaroo guy. How many times have you been?
1: So okay, this will be year five out of the past six. Okay. So at this point, I pretty much like being the Bonnaroo spirit animal for people that come with me.
0: Yeah, you are. You are the poster boy. So I, I don't know if be, I would go that far, but you—if you were on the flyer—you'd be like, "That makes sense."
1: Yeah, you know, I'd probably be like shirtless, wearing some cargo shorts or some yoga pants. Do you uh, like? Uh, you do the headrest. tapestry and yeah, well, like a big, do you appropriate like a culture? sorting hat.
0: Okay, like yeah, a yeah, Harry yeah. Potter
1: sorting hat because it makes a nice sun hat too. And people are always like, "Oh, Harry
0: Potter," and they yeah. just
1: lose their minds. Yeah, man, you are that. That's yeah. You're that's, the Bonnaroo boy. i kind of adopted that as a style when I'm there. Yeah, it just represents to me that I'm not at work or even in a place where I'm going to get judged for what I'm wearing. You know, yeah. it's fun.
0: That's a yeah, dude. That's what it is. That's and we're going to get back into that, but it's the idea. You can turn into a different person yeah, for it one week. Yeah,
1: puts me in a frame of mind. I'm kind of like a characterization
0: of myself there. It's the opposite of a tie. It's the that's constant a, exactly reminder right. yeah. that you can let your guard down. Right. And be who you are. Just don't assault anyone. Right. Or say the N-word. Yeah, that's Those never are the on two- the table. <laughs> right. Then... You can be who you are unless you're a piece of shit.
1: Right. Wear whatever you want, do whatever you want, you know, or don't do whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. You're going to find a niche there that's going to make you feel comfortable and make you feel like
0: you're having a good time if you look for it. Right. So last year you found you knew who you were as a person in the context of Bonnaroo. Well enough to be there, yeah, and to be guiding other people on their
1: first times there. That yeah. was the whole reason I was so encouraging of a bunch of our friends to come for the first time. Right,
0: you wanted to be the Sherpa.
1: Yeah, and I just wanted to share that experience, you know. It Maybe in a slightly selfish way, I was trying to um, sort of live through them vicariously, like watching their faces the first time that they see yeah. the arch or the first time that they look out over... Um, just the, the campsites when they wake up in the morning and they're just surrounded by people in tents in all directions or the first time they see the main stage or whatever it is you know yeah, there are so many firsts that you don't think about until you realize that it's not your first time anymore
0: yeah you're like a dad in a way yeah you're like a you're like, dad yeah, that's gotta be you, what it's like to be just a just kind of chasing that dragon yeah man chasing that unicorn oh yeah cause we'll get there cause the dragon was your first time
1: yeah, that was dope. But I figured out, you know, it's... I think we've kind of talked about this, like... Let's just pretend we didn't. We didn't. I know not know. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know where you're going. I'm not going to say we'll that. Just I let think it we talked about this. Yeah. I'm going to leave that, that phrase at we the door. We talked
0: about everything.
1: Yeah. Um, if you go into it with expectations, then you're going to be potentially let down. But if you just go into it and you're like, yeah, I want to make the best of a situation, whatever situation it is. If right. I don't like the situation that I'm in, it's totally within my power to change it. Yeah. If I'm too sober, if I'm not sober enough, if I don't like this band, if I don't like this crowd, if I'm too hot, too cold, too thirsty, right, too tired to be where I am right now, then I'll go somewhere else and do yoga or go back to the tent or whatever it is. And that yeah. kind of like overlaps into kind of a life philosophy, right?
0: To take care of yourself and your needs? Do yeah, to do you. I will say though, what about here, I think what would keep people from doing that is the thought, oh well I need to stay with my friends. I'm afraid of being here by myself. And it goes in life too. So a lot of times you'll have someone in a group and they'll say, I don't wanna watch the punch brothers right i'm going back to the punch brothers i don't like them so you got one guy in the group <laughs> who are they yeah you don't know the punch brothers i actually don't think i've heard a single one don't of worry songs. about them they're not that good they're like mumford and son's b team i said it that stinks. i don't think they're good uh so you got a guy at the punch brothers and you're all watching the punch brothers i'm this guy by the way and he's He could go and live his own life and do his own thing and go get a drink of water and do some yoga, but he's, he's with the group and he's like, well, I can't abandon the group. I'd rather be watching the punch brothers than be alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hear you. That's what makes
1: going with a larger group that much better. Okay. It's not just, for instance, if you just go as a couple, which I've done, it's, It can be tedious because it's just you and one other person and essentially you're relying on each other for your individual happiness at the same time. Right. That is a big boner jam. Yes. Potentially. could be great if you guys are really open, but one of you is always willing to make a decision for the group, for the two of you, for the couple. Yeah. Even in sort of extreme circumstances, then it's like, yeah, that will be a great time. But even if you're a great couple, like you will get there will be a point sometime in those four days of like hell and high water worth of events and culture and music and everything else where you guys will not want to do the same thing at the same time. Yeah. So if you have a group of five or eight or 10 or 20 people, I think is the minimum number for group camping this year. Yeah. You can get in there and just divide and conquer. Like if you want to do something. Yeah. It's sort of like just having your own desires multiplied, essentially. Like, if you want to go do something, then somebody else you know that's there with you is probably going to want to do that same thing so that
0: you're not going to go do it alone. Yeah, I've seen that work. It's funny, sometimes, I was in a group, I was in China last September, okay? We were in, I, I forget which city it was, but everyone's trying, I mean, there was probably 10 of us, and everyone's trying to decide where to go and what we should do, and- I was just trying to explain to them we don't have to all do the same thing. You guys, like I'm going to go I'm going to go over here, I'm going to eat there, and then I'm going to drink a beer over here, and then yeah. I'm going to do that. And then people, well, let me see if everyone else wants to do that. I'm like, I'm going to go. Okay. Right. You might follow me, you might not. We all don't have to be together. So you can get in that mind. Sometimes people are like, well, we got to stay together. We're all friends, aren't we? We came here. You know? That's some I people understand that. that. I'm I understand that. I am saying it's stupid, but a lot of times you'll have that. Like, what are we all going to do collectively today? It's not... I don't know. If, I don't think it's stupid. That's not the right word.
1: I think it can be counterproductive sometimes. All right. Trying, cool. trying to make... There. All right. Know, it's not Excuse my favorite.
0: Me. I love stupid.
1: It's. But my my point is that it's not... You're, you can't make everybody happy all the time. And the more people that you're trying to please at the same time, yeah. the less happy everybody is going to be overall. The collective happiness is right. going to go down. So in in the instance of last year, like I'm planning that I'm not going to be surrounded by the five people that we went with the whole time. I'm not even planning to see them like some of them are, are going to go do their own things. And I had already kind of like figured out in my mind's eye, mm-hmm. which crews were going to like split off and do their own things, which ones would be more active during the day than the others. And it pretty much played out the way that I thought it would, minus Cliff leaving on a Friday.
0: But yeah, listen to Cliff's episode if you haven't listened to it. It's it's the counterpart to this. Such a such a well-stated and
1: punctual and emotional roller coaster that I thought it needed to have a counterpoint.
0: Yeah, I think most people I don't know. Most you gotta it's it's the idea Cliff left Bonaro and it's the idea that was you Was it
1: the surviving Bonaru or escaping? Escaping, escaping
0: because okay. he had to leave and he had a very it was kinda it's hard to leave. It's like an impenetrable forest to escape. It really you know? is, yeah. But it's the mindset. It's the mindset that you're you're walking into the wardrobe, if you get my reference, you know? It's the, you're in a different world, adapt and embrace where you are because it's different and you can be a different person. Right. Not everything there is going to be awesome and amazing all the time. It's, it's going to yeah. be very different and very, you're sacrificing comfort yeah. for a new, interesting experience. Right. And a culture and music and. Right
1: potentially new friends and new interests and hobbies and stuff, you know? Yeah. And you have to th- realize, and it's something that it took me probably three times going to finally figure it out. When the weather sucks or when you're like, oh man, it's so hot. I don't want to be awake right now. I don't want to be standing in line for this bathroom. Yeah. And look around at everybody in that line. They're going through the exact same human experience as you right there at that point. Every one of them has a story that brought them to that line, you know? Like, it's sort of like a lot of it is commemoration, but some of it is just commiseration with other people in the human element. Yeah, that's a... So you just got to kind of like get together and be like, yeah, this sucks. It's hot and just like get over it. It's like, all right, we chose
0: to be here. Let's make the most of it. That's what it is. It's the idea you're all looking at each other saying, yeah, I'm in the same place you are. I'm just as hot as you. Right. But there's no point in complaining. Find the good. Don't complain. Yeah. Just find the good. And maybe, you'll... I mean, there isn't such thing as just bitching about stuff that's kind of fun. Sometimes you can just make a joke. It's lighthearted. But when someone's just complaining. Yeah. It's just, Why?
1: Right, like What's what are you? Game? What are you contributing to the world? Do Nothing. you feel any better about it? No. It's just are you me. making other people feel better? Nope. No. So why are you doing it? Yeah. This is going to be really cheesy sounding and very hippie-ish, but the first year there, on a on the Sunday of that year, I think it was, we were headed in there early to see the Beach Boys. Yeah. Headed into Centaroo, and they were surprisingly good, actually. But uh, there was a big line to get into Centaroo for yeah. some reason that day. I guess everybody wanted to see the Beach Boys. Right. Or to see if people were really gonna strip down naked when they started playing Barbara Ann, yeah, they didn't, but no uh, people got to their underwear, but okay, yeah, yeah some yeah. people a lot of people apparently didn't get the Bonner room memo,
0: yeah, I was that what was supposed to happen?
1: That was the rumor that was going around all weekend long uh, okay, so we're standing in line for like I probably twenty five thirty minutes, and we just randomly break into a song. I was singing, I believe in a thing called love by the darkness, yeah. And we just had this huge, cheesy, like, 40-person sing-along with a bunch of strangers that were standing in line with us. Yeah. And then it rolled into singing a bunch of other hippie songs from, like, Incubus and Sublime and stuff. Yeah. But it made it the best line I've ever waited in.
0: That's the spirit, man. It's the... Yeah, let's...
1: Playing the Arizona uh, green tea gallon milk jug as a percussion instrument, like, it it was like the epitome of Bonnaroo.
0: Dude, and you would never do that ever in life if you were comfortable and not bored you know yeah you're forced to be resourceful like how are we going to entertain ourselves and it's also the idea that you're coming together with other people who are also bored and have arizona tea jugs you know yeah what are we gonna do
1: those people are still going in on in in real life the other Mm -hmm. 358 days of the year yeah they're out there, but that's stuff that they would never really be able to do in real society. Yeah. Without being like chastised, criticized, or ridiculed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but there it's appropriate and it's fun. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's put out some good vibes. Dude, I also, when you were saying, talking about lines, amusement parks. Okay. Oh. All right. Here's my point about amusement parks. People are like, oh, let's go on a date. They're like, oh, the lines were long. And I'm always like, motherfucker, it's about the line. <laughs> you don't get it. It's the anticipation. Yeah, it's not about the ride. It's never was about the ride. People are, oh yeah, we went on the Magnum 10 times at, like when they're about to close. I'm like, "Yeah, was that fun?" No. It's not fun. It's a you're, lot of endorphins. Yeah, I mean, but it only lasts so long. Right. When you're going on it 10 times, the fun of the amusement park is the hang in the line, being bored with your friends in the sun and anticipating the two hour long wait for a 45 second. You know, cause if you look at it on paper, it's like, well, that's not worth it. Two hours for 45 seconds. Right. But it's like, yeah, you're not getting the experience is the line, the anticipation, the f***ing around with your friends and getting there. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Even with the line at Bonnaroo and singing, it's all what you make it right. in that not line. Not nearly as
1: bad of a trade-off either.
0: No. No, not at all.
1: Yeah, but it's like, hey, we're here to have fun. Why don't we have fun right now? Let's do it. Yeah. We're here. We're not here to just like think about our normal life that we have to go back to or like be upset that we're here. We chose to be here. Like I said, it's like, why not choose to be happy about being here? Whatever the situation.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the fun too. The fun it's, it's people thinking, Oh, my experience at Bonnaroo is going to be me watching Kendrick Lamar perform Bitch, don't kill my vibe. That's when I'm at Bonnaroo. That's when I'm gonna be having a good experience. It's like, nah, man. The experience is singing in line too, right? The it's experience, the, car ride the down.
1: experience of the weekend is never something that you should be able to anticipate. Yeah. In order for it to really be the experience, like Dude, I, well put, like I told to my girlfriend when we went last year. Like we're driving down there, and I'm like, look, I know that we've got some bands that we really want to see we've got sort of a schedule lined up. I'm completely against trying to actually line up like a timed schedule, like I would for Bunbury yeah. at Bonnaroo. Mm-hmm. Because it never happens. You never care. Right. You get caught up in the moment. You still want to be in the moment. Yeah. And and the point that I'm getting back to having this conversation with my girlfriend at the time, like uh, when we were on the way down there, uh, I'm just like, some bands are going to be really crappy for whatever reason. They don't play well live or the setup sucks or we're in a bad spot and other bands are going to blow your mind. And it's going to be that way all weekend, not just about music, but about everything. Yep. You're going to want to like show up and not really be social with your neighbors. And you're going to be next to like six people that went to some awesome school that your best friend went to and they all know each other or something like that. Yep. Or, you know, there was a guy the first year that I was a volunteer that was uh, camped right next to us. And we just coincidentally got to meet him because of that. Mm -hmm. He was a retired lawyer from Chicago and was also, we found out later, first aid qualified. So he was running essentially the first aid tent for all of Bonnaroo. That was my shift for my last volunteer shift of the weekend. And I was kind of bummed that I was going to miss fish that Sunday night. I show up at the first aid tent and he's like, what are you doing here, man? Fish is about to go on. Yeah. And I get, he gets me in a golf cart and we go over and watch the fish show for three hours while I'm getting on this volunteer shift. Yeah. Like, it's it's like you never, you can never plan for those kinds of experiences or, or really anticipate them. You just have to go in with no expectations and be open to the idea.
0: Yep. That's what it is, man. And when you're expecting stuff, when you're expecting It's when people are like disappointed by a performer because it wasn't the way they envisioned it or even anything. It can be a volunteer shift. You can maybe think, oh, this volunteer shift, I'm going to be working the front. Yeah, like the front. I'm going to get to like meet people and stuff. But maybe you're doing something dumb like cooking hot dogs or something. Right. And it's not what you envision. But now you say, well, cooking hot dogs can't be fun because it wasn't in my expectation. Right. This isn't what I wanted.
1: It's like, well, what did you want? What did you really want? If you got those things, was it really going to make you very happy compared to something else that might have made you happier that you wouldn't have even expected as an option?
0: Right. Yeah. What can you gain? What can you just don't have expectations and just think I'm going to be whatever I experience, I'm going to gain something from it. I feel like we're having a very Buddhist moment right now. Dude, Buddhism is great. I love Buddhism, (laughs) man. I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's not even, it's more philosophical than it is, you know, religious. Oh, totally. But yeah, it's that, I don't know, I think it's great. Just be, be in the moment and experience it for what it is. There's gotta be positive, you know?
1: Yeah, there is if you look hard enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, it can be hard sometimes, but
1: yeah yeah it's not just a drug fest it's like you can go down there and have a good time regardless of what you want as long as you know what you're looking for or like allow it to happen the way that you you it's a it's just kind of you guide it you don't go and demand things
0: yeah that's a good point because you do need to be a little bit guided like if you're a sober person you need to understand what your role is going to be there potentially I, I think, right? I mean, I, cause I met a, when I was there, I ran into a friend of a friend and he was, I think he was like 19, Christian like guy uh, and he didn't smoke, didn't drink. He was just there cause he loved the music and he loved being outside and he loved camping. And, and I've been to, I went to a Christian music festival one time, similar, and it's that. It's just nobody's drinking there, you can't yeah. drink. But everyone there is having a good time. They know what they're doing. Right. You know, they're all just having this experience together. Nobody's even thinking about it.
1: Yeah. And that's totally cool to me. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't poo poo that idea one bit. Yeah, I might even like to try it out if I knew anybody. Well, even if I don't know anybody that's playing, how am I to know that right. one or two of those bands aren't going to be cool?
0: Yeah. You got to find, yeah, you got to find how you're going to enjoy yourself. Right. If you don't have drugs and alcohol, what are you going to do? That's then. That's what we. I mean, we we did talk about this, but that is the. We were leaving that phrase at the door. Yeah. I know it's hard. I'm not leaving it out. We're gonna <laughs> have to. How do I look you in the face and say, "Here's a new idea," and then go on? What do you think about
1: this? Right. Roy? Yeah. Right? It's gonna mm-hmm. be. Forced. Oh, interesting point. Well, since yeah. you just spoon fed that to me for the second time in right? a week, let me run with it.
0: I'm. Yeah, that's gonna happen. Okay. And. I think the most organic thing to do is just say it how it happens.
1: Okay. You're right. But, we're we're going to be honest about everything here. Why yeah, not?
0: Why not? Uh, but yeah,
1: what
0: were we, what was the, even the idea we were expressing? Drugs here? and alcohol. Are they necessary? No. Yeah. And that's the spooky, that's a spooky thing. Cause let's, let's put it in the context of Bonnaroo. You went, you're thinking this year, you're going to keep it pretty sober, right? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, let's, we can tie it back really quickly. Yeah. Like, Cliff had this big realization that he talked about on his podcast with or your podcast, sorry, his, mm-hmm. his episode where he was like, I just realized at this moment that it's like Great Gatsby-esque, like just looking around in a room full of people and right. feeling so alone. He's like, everybody comes down here to do drugs and see crazy music and just get as messed up as possible. Yeah. And I don't agree with that. I can completely understand why why he thought that in that moment yeah but there are lots of people that are there doing lots of other things and i mean there's an entire camp like we were talking about the group camping for yeah. 20 or more there's an entire camp for sober rule or whatever right. it's called people that don't have any kind of alcohol or drugs or anything the whole time they're there i mean they have like a i don't quote me like a 5k race or something one of the mornings they yeah. have yoga every morning people aren't Staying up doing Molly or whatever until five in the morning and then just rolling right over to that, like with their glow sticks still right. wrapped around their hands, you know? Like, yeah. they're, you can, whatever you get into, there's a good, there's like a, a musicians camp. Yeah. If you, if you want to be sober or not, like if you bring your instruments, you can just hook up with a bunch of badass musicians that are paying to be
0: there. Yeah, that's the, that's, That's a good point, because I think a lot of people, I think more with like EDM festivals, people think you go there and you just get super messed up. Yeah, some genres
1: more than others, right? right? Some
0: genres more than others. But Bonnaroo, because I remember being here, I had a, we didn't, we haven't talked about this, but I did have a moment while I was there. Uh, I was watching Childish Gambino, okay? And I'm there, just, I'm not on drugs or anything, maybe like drank or smoked a little bit, but that was, you know, I was sober for the most part. I like Childish Gambino, I was enjoying the music, and this girl, young girl, maybe like 19 or something with, I don't know, a bunch of other young 19-year-old girls. One and just loses her mind. I don't know what she's on. She's like on the ground and like, you know, when they're oh, just like lackadaisical. Yeah. Um, and her friends, like kind of one of them doesn't want to be with her. And the other ones are like, oh, we got to take her here. And, we, and then. That was a moment where I'm like, they, okay, this isn't everyone. Just looking around at everyone just enjoying Childish Gambino, listening to his music and singing along or dancing or whatever, it was clear to me, I'm like, no, this is... Some people think this is what it's about, so they do this. They get really messed up. But in reality, look around at this Childish Gambino concert. Everyone yeah. is enthralled by the music. They're not on drugs. Yeah. Being wasted
1: down there is sort of a waste of time sometimes, you know? Yeah. Uh, like... If you're at a show, if you if you've got to be this is going to sound familiar. If you've got to be <laughs> yeah. really drunk at a show, if you're walking away from your band that you paid, you know, 150, 200 bucks to see at Riverbend. Yeah. To go get a beer, are you really there for the show? Right. Are you really there for the beer and the show or are you really just there just to get drunk and then maybe you'll have a good soundtrack for
0: it? Yeah, what
1: is your motivation, Right, you're going to go up there and pay like 14 bucks for a beer and wait in line for it and not see probably a song, maybe two songs out of a, what, like a 20 song set?
0: Yeah, you're like listening from the beer line. Yeah, you're going to be
1: forcing forcing yourself into the bathroom at some point if you continue that. That's going to be a line and you're going to be in a stinky bathroom, in a public bathroom, like... Yeah. What are you doing there for real? And it's easy to get caught up in it and just accept it as sort of a social norm. Yeah. But if you question it, you're like, what's going to get me more enjoyment right now? Yeah. Sitting here and watching this show or going out of my way to go try to do something that's going to alter my
0: consciousness more. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to bring to the point. Well, that's how I experienced Dave Matthews is I like to have a nine dollar beer in my hand at all times. More
1: power to you if that's yeah, what you want to do. But I would I raise, don't think it's necessary though.
0: Well, I, okay, I would raise the question for you, yeah, but for this guy who's making the argument, I would say to him, isn't that weird? Isn't that weird you paid $90 for something that you need to still buy $9 beers to enjoy? That a $90 experience isn't good sober?
1: The argument that I know some people would put forward if you ask them that to their face would be well yeah but the beer enhances the experience I could watch it and not buy any beers there but I want to buy the beers because it's going to
0: make me enjoy them even more that's fair I don't know how to argue that I'm not sure either it's still the same it's the same point that we made though it's we're getting to the point where we're enhancing everything we do yeah with Whatever drug, but usually alcohol.
1: Right, buying a beer to go grocery shopping at Kroger. Right, that's, that's something that they're routinely pushing now. It's yeah. a very European idea, and it works for everybody except potentially the consumer.
0: Yeah, I just—it's weird to see because I and I—I I did it. I've done it. I went to Jungle Gyms one time. I've no, I've gotten it quite a few times, but I did have a reality check where. I remembered I used to drink coffee and shop for groceries and I used to enjoy that. I didn't, I like shopping for groceries. I don't mind it. It's kind of nice and relaxing. And I used to drink coffee and do that. And I really would look forward to it. And then I found myself, well, I'm going to go to jungle gyms and then I can drink beer there. And I realized, Oh, I used to enjoy this enhancing my sobriety with coffee
1: like giving you more like motivation and, and you're able to focus harder like okay yeah oh don't forget this I almost forgot that I need this too yeah that kind of thing like oh I could get some of this or get that and like have, yeah, have a little fun with it right you, you feel productive and motivated versus right the reason the main reason they're giving you alcohol you are giving you beer in a grocery store is because they want you to meander the longer you're in there the higher your bill is going to be at the end when you walk out period Yeah. But the consumer just thinks, oh, I get to make this a more enjoyable experience because nobody likes going grocery shopping, like 90% of people.
0: Yeah, but I, yeah. Unless you're
1: that person that you were just describing, like you go in there, you have a coffee and you like to make the most of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like to do it quickly, but it was a thing I did look forward to because I liked Meijer's really big and I really liked going there. They had pancake mix. I like, it was a thing for me that I did enjoy. Right. And it was, it was the, uh, I did bring this up. It was me, when I was at Jungle Gyms, I had, it was $4 for an 11% beer. So I thought, oh, I'll try that. I'm gonna be shopping for a while. And then I'm sitting, cut two. me sitting in my car, too drunk to drive my car home at noon on a Saturday? Because I was drinking an 11% beer in a grocery store? What have I become? They gotcha. They did. They got gotcha. you. I'm a millennial, man. And, I, and then that was the check-in for me where I thought, hey, maybe try to have experiences where you don't drink and you can still enjoy them.
1: See what that's like, right? How much yeah. of the show where you had 10 beers at Bogarts do you actually remember versus just having a wild drunken time, like getting a lot of that $12 beer spilled all over you in the pit?
0: Oh, man. That's, Yeah. I don't know, dude. It is, and then I do. I, I do get that it enhances the experience thing.
1: Yeah, to, well, to a certain extent. And then, a, it, yeah. and then it just makes it terrible. And then
0: you're blowing money. That's dude. That just reminded me of I was at the uh, Metro in Chicago. Uh, you've heard of the Menzingers? They're like mm. a punk band, okay? And they started playing, okay, and everyone went insane. Because it's a punk band for like 30-year-olds, like 28 to 30-year-olds. And they went, everyone in the crowd is going nuts. And I see this guy that's already drunk. He's behind us, okay? Already drunk. He has this full IPA. And he's like walking to the front. And it, I, I'm like, this guy, he's drunk. He's wobbly. He's about to run into like, it was filled to the brim. He walks one foot into the crowd, his beer empty. Just, like, sloshed around and gone. And I'm like, that thing was probably $9 and you're already drunk, dude. Like a time bomb into an ocean. Yep. Gone. Just all over me. All over my buddy. It was... I mean, I didn't care. It was fun to watch this man waste $9 on a... Jeez.
1: Yeah. The first of many, many, many yeah. more that you'll see, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Um. Yeah, it's... But I don't know. So, it is... It's there, but I do think there is something to be said about our hobbies, you know so yeah so
1: what what's the cause behind it what do you think is the reason like you you made oh, I this know what it is. you yeah. made the specific point 28 to 30 year olds as a demographic at that yeah. show you said that it's uh 25 it's, to
0: 35 so yeah yeah, yeah sure okay yeah. you
1: said that it, you're like i'm a millennial like i'm gonna you know yeah i'm drinking beer. i think that's is a it, thing we do is it is it the the age group is it the city of cincinnati how it it's just blowing up with craft beer, especially in the past few years. Is it just like a social norm now across generations?
0: Like alcohol is in our face more than ever. I think it used to be contained more to a bar. Okay. Or to tailgating or something like that. I think it used to be, you used to have specific activities where it's like, oh, we're going to go to a bar. We're gonna drink there, but now it's like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm gonna drink at the grocery store, even if you weren't planning on it. It's like, well, that doesn't sound bad. Why not? Right, and that's it's being offered thing. in your in your face
1: much more frequently.
0: That that is the difference, I think. And I don't think it's Cincinnati specific. I think it's culturally. Yeah, there Beers are places everywhere.
1: that have much more popular grocery beer sales than than Cincinnati does right now. Strangely enough, they've been doing it yeah. longer than we have.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't I think it's very prevalent everywhere. I don't think it matters where you live. And another thing is, I just thought about this. It's beer. It's nothing else. Beer is acceptable. You know? It's it's the social thing, right? Yeah. It's it's like, okay to have it at lunch. Yeah. Have a beer with your meal? Yeah. That's that all right. Weird? Isn't that weird? You order you order a rum and diet coke on a Thursday at noon at Worst Bar, you're an alcoholic. Yeah,
1: you need, you need to like check yourself in. Right. That's the cultural stereotype.
0: Yeah. But yeah. If you order a, you know, Rheingeis Truth, which is super. 7.2%, yeah. right? And then you drink 16 ounces of that and it's, oh, that was my beverage for my meal. Yeah. I washed to, it down. Time to stumble back into the office right. at that point, you know? But that's the, isn't, don't you, do you agree with that, that that's socially acceptable?
1: Yeah, it's the social, it's remade, remarketed as the social drink, like, and the beer companies know that they're doing it really well, too, you know? Make yeah. Ultra, it's like, hey, you just took a 23-mile bike ride. Yeah. What are you going to reach for? Water? Pansy. What, are you going to quench your thirst? Get Rehydrate? that. Rehydrate? Yeah, right? That Pussy. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's, it's like... And that's kind of, it's been picked up on so nonchalantly, you know, if we bike to Eli's barbecue on Riverside, yeah, we don't just say, Hey, let's make that our bike destination. We'll get lunch afterwards. So we're like, Hey, we could take a six pack. They're BYOB there. They don't, yeah. they don't have a, like a no alcohol thing. So right. we can, we can like center this activity that doesn't necessarily have to involve drinking yeah. around a destination where there's like, it's like a, Carrot on a stick where the carrot is the
0: beer. Right. Yeah. If there's the promise of the beer. It's terrible. Yeah, oh, it's so And it, weird.
1: it happened so quickly and so
0: easily. Yeah, man. In, in college and after college, and it just kind of never stopped. It's the I heard someone talk about it on a podcast that's called uh, middle class drinking. It's uh and it's what I think it comes from is boredom. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think a lot of times people will drink an energy drink, not because they need energy, but because they're bored. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Or they'll drink
1: a beer. But you don't see people like going out for a
0: six pack of energy drinks. No.
1: Compared to, you know, nobody sits around and wants to share a loaf of bread or nobody like wakes up the next morning and is like, man, I can't believe those guys got me to eat that whole gallon of ice cream last night. Like that doesn't happen. dude.
0: That it does happen i'm sure you live a really interesting lifestyle compared to my friends oh dude i'm sure dudes are getting peer pressure to eating ice cream that's like a christian thing like a christian churchy thing is that what um, was going on at that christian music
1: fest dude yeah dudes are just slamming pints positive of ice cream
0: when i went to do i went to a christian college uh for in my hometown for my first year um And I lived on campus for a semester. And there were dudes that would play energy drink pong. That's disgusting. And terrible for your heart.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's probably even more detrimental to your health than beer pong.
0: Oh, I'm sure. But that's my point is, yeah, they do. People will do it just the same because of boredom. Getting back to your point. I'm sure. We had nothing to do. So these guys are playing energy drink pong. Like... Like making their heart skip beats. I'm just
1: imagining the guy that wins five in a row just being amped as hell, like flipping the table like,
0: I can't be touched. Dude. Just,
1: just lit, but he's stone sober.
0: Here, I never saw that, which is, you'd think you would, right? <laughs> you think you'd just see this guy flipping a table. Or he, he would has... just
1: be changing colors before your very eyes, right. something like that. He would just lose, like
0: he'd explode
1: like with glow energy. Like in the dark or something.
0: What happened, I remember one time, they were explaining that this guy had drank so much energy drink as if he were hung over. And they were like, oh, he drank so much. Like, he's, you know. And Would they
1: know what it's like to be hungover? over? No. Is that a fair question?
0: I don't think so. No, they wouldn't. But I knew what it was like to be hung over. And I saw him in bed. And they were... It was like he was hungover. They were treating if you were if you were to walk in there and you were not to know that he was drink doing energy drink pong, you'd be like, that's a hungover dude. Jeez. He's just sick. He got alcohol poisoning. Or whatever, you know? Caffeine poisoning. But yeah, that's it's, Poor guy. Yeah. It's the whatever. I'm sure it was the awful. I'm sure it was terrible. But he was bored. Ugh. That's the weird thing. Boredom is it is that's what we didn't get to. Boredom is why people drink i think i think it's why i drink one of
1: the reasons Two. yeah i mean if you're if you're making it like a a goal at the end of a, a hobby or something yeah that's not out of boredom i mean you could choose to go do that thing right sans drinking yep or you just could choose to go drink but when you combine the two you feel better about it because you feel like you've earned that drink yeah. You've done something physically active, so you're not just a fat piece of shit, and then you go and you reward yourself simultaneously plus it's all a social situation. Yeah. You're scratching a bunch of spots right there on your back.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it goes back to like the idea that there was a point in time where I would have just gone for a bike ride and eaten barbecue and that I would have looked forward to that.
1: Was it before you started drinking? Exactly. Yeah, when you just had the naivety of yeah not having your consciousness just like altered altered for the first time by drugs or drinking or anything like that. Yeah, everything's just a new experience and it's amazing because you don't know any better.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There were I would look I'd go see the new Spider-Man movie and I'd think about that all day in school. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was just, yeah, I'm going to go. Now if I'm going to go see a movie, I'm just like, okay, all right. I don't look forward to it. I forget I'm going anything going biking with like my dad or something like that. That was something I looked forward to and enjoyed while I was doing it. Right. It's just, it's, it's everything you add to your life that I don't know. It's mainly, well, let's just keep it on alcohol. But bad habits that you get into. Yeah. Because you're
1: bored. And it's easy to continue those habits. Like, it's it's really easy, especially when it's something, when it, a lot of stuff is yeah. really either easily obtainable or very discreet to use if you choose it to be. Like, you, we were talking yeah. about edibles and everything else. If, right. If that's what you want to do, if you, if you really want to get... THC or marijuana into your system, one way or another, you can do it without anybody around you knowing about it. And it's on the verge of legalization in the first place. Yeah. So if that's your thing and that's like your enhancement experience or what you do when you're bored or whatever it is, then it's easier now than it ever has been.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's going to be the new alcoholism.
1: Are we going to see someday, in the near future where you walk into Kroger and they offer you a beer or a bowl.
0: I think they'll offer Pro- probably you more like an edible. Rib. Exactly. They'll offer you a brownie or a beer. What's oh. your drug? What do you need to get through this grocery store? What's going to enhance this experience for you? Cause yeah, we're you here go. for the customer experience. Yeah. That's and I, you know, you're making a joke, but There's There's a a truth behind every joke. Yep. I'd say 20 years ago, there were two dudes on the radio talking about how absurd it would be if there were someone serving (laughs) beer in a grocery store. Now we're here, you know? Now they're
1: drunken shopping.
0: Yep. Sure are. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we're finally. That's, yeah. Even when. They're like, it was our idea all along. Yeah. Come up and says, arrive. There you go. They were, yeah. They wanted it to happen. I think, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, even when people talk about, they'll make jokes about, oh yeah, do that. Like, oh, we'll do that and we'll have a beer. Well, they'll like add beer to like weird things. Like, yeah, we're gonna hang out. We're gonna play uh, Frisbee golf and maybe have a couple beers. Like, yeah, everything's cool when you're having a couple beers. Right. Do you know that joke? Do you hear that around much when people are like, yeah, man, Frisbee golf? Yeah, I'll have a couple beers, drink a bunch, like while playing <laughs> Frisbee golf. And everyone's like, yeah, then it's fun. And and to me, it bums me out. You don't
1: enjoy Frisbee golf that much. I like Frisbee golf. I mean, that person that says, let's have a couple beers while we do it. Yes. Is that what you're getting at?
0: Yeah. And I think what I'm trying to say is I think Frisbee golf could be fun without beer if people would give it the opportunity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think most people Would kind of NASCAR write, be fun without alcohol? Absolutely. Hmm. I mean, I could make a joke and make fun of NASCAR right now, but I'm not going to because I think, I have an uncle who doesn't drink, loves NASCAR. And I do. God bless him. Yeah. And he's explained it to me in ways where it makes me feel like, oh, okay. He understands something about this. Cause he took the time. He took the time to watch it and learn it and figure out why it's interesting. And he's, like, passionate about it. He'll watch a race totally sober. He's a real fan. He's a real fan. But it takes work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To develop As opposed to just
1: being a casual person about it.
0: Yes. And to actually develop an interest in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Totally.
0: Like, you gotta... I've been
1: trying to get into soccer for pro or semi-pro soccer for a while now and FC Cincinnati being in town is a perfect opportunity to do it but it is hard like Mm -hmm. it is a continuous investment choice of your time and your money to be a fan or of like a participant in a in a hobby and not just be casual about it
0: yeah exactly it takes time rather than going to a game and using it as an excuse to be drunk in a place. Right. Or
1: with people. With people. Like, like yeah, I'm going to go hang out with those people. Sure, we can do it at a game. Right. Or at NASCAR or whatever.
0: Yeah. And that's what, yeah, I find it so annoying when people say, oh, you're such a nerd. Oh, it's like two people get in talking about like film or they get in talking about computers. They get in talking about video games or something. People are like, oh, you guys are like such nerds, like talking about them. I'm like, Dude, they found something that they are passionate about and love. Just let them talk, let them go. Yeah. They're connecting with another person and they right. and someone says, "Oh, I can't play pickup soccer without getting drunk." I'm like, "Well then, bummer, man." Cuz I can and I get such a thrill from it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But it takes work.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's it's you it's more much more of a conscious effort. Compared to just showing up and drinking, you don't even have to. You don't even have to pay attention to where you are, what's going on, whatever. Right. Necessarily, if you're talking to your buddy and you both have a beer in your hand, then it's pretty much the same story, a million told a million different ways, and then with different settings. Yeah.
0: Totally. You're just relocating the same thing that you're doing.
1: Now that's not to say, of course, that if guys are big into a team and they go and they have a bunch of beers at a Reds game or something they're not just casual fans. If, right. they, if they want to sit there and talk about other games or talk about players that are, that are there or like, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that just because you enjoy drinking while doing something or being a fan of something right, indicates that you're just a casual about it, of course.
0: Yeah, I know. But I still, it's, it's, the, it's the idea of I need to call in reinforcements. I'm not, I'm bored a little bit at this baseball game. I need to call in reinforcements. I'm going to go get a beer.
1: That phrase again, it's just enhancing the experience.
0: Right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's all up to you. But this is my personal experience is me challenging myself to find things that take delayed gratification. Mm Mm-hmm you know
1: like learning something new or is that what you're kind of comparing it to
0: definitely learning something to the point where i can actually begin to enjoy it because we were talking i mean you play bass you know right and you when you first started playing you pick it up and it sucks it's miserable you're like oh this is terrible i'm not good you know
1: i'll never be good this is taking forever for me to learn Mm -hmm. just really simple things right yeah and then it gets to the point where you get to be expressive about it and you can bounce things around. You're learning from people without even being in the midst of that thing. Right. A- about that thing. You're, you're teaching other people without actually having, you know, that instrument or that sport or whatever it is in front of you. Yeah. That's when, yeah, that's when you go past being casual about it, I think.
0: Yeah. And you can, you start thinking about it and you start You're at work and all you can think about is bass and you think, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to figure out how this guy did that. How did he make that sound?
1: Right. Like, oh, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. Like,
0: I'm not quite there physically, but I'm so close. Right. I want to be able to do that. That, when, I think that's, that's when I'm at my happiest is when I'm distracted by something creative. You know? Yeah. When I'm just, I'm just ready to do and learn and that's what's distracting me that's what i've got my mind on something it's yeah that's when i'm at my happiest when i'm bored that's it's a tough place to be man you know
1: so what's the way i guess the question is like what's the best way to make sure especially working in a brewery for me right oh yeah what's the best way to make sure that you're not drinking too much, but you're still keeping it kind of social, like right finding, finding a way out of boredom the right way, like drinking when the time is right for you or like choosing like, no, I, you know, like this group of friends or whatever it is, yeah. like that place or this routine, I, w- I don't feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Like to you, what does that mean? Finding a balance for everything that, Without having to give in to the cultural pressure or the peer pressure, definitely.
0: What did um, I mean? I, I don't drink alcohol that people bought for me. Mainly, I don't feel bad about turning down a beer that someone bought me, a shot that someone bought me. I not I, if I don't want it, I don't drink it. I don't. I also like we have beer at work um a couple places i've worked at i don't drink at work um it sets a weird
1: precedent right
0: yeah man it's just it's not it's not it's the wrong place yeah for me
1: you know yeah what was the comparison you made you don't something where you something
0: oh did i say that did i say i mean it's um
1: What was it? You don't, you don't drink where you sleep or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I don't remember what I said, but yeah, it's, yeah, that sort of, I don't, when I'm at work, it's work time. It's compartmentalizing. Yeah. I, I drink in bars. I work at work, you know? Right. I don't, and I don't day drink either. Cause it's, the day is made for getting things done and experiencing at night it's a little more you're kind of winding down. So to start to turn off seems counterproductive and a bit wasteful with your day. Yeah. <laughs> to check out at noon. It's funny to think about that
1: in that perspective given both of my weekend jobs involve me accommodating people to day drink.
0: <laughs> yeah. What do you what is that experience like? working at a brewery and doing so wait on your week like what what is that job that you're talk? you're referencing
1: weekend stuff i do craft connection brewery tours so i drive people around to all of the different breweries and i get to share some info and pour beers and yeah just talk at people while i get them drunk yep and uh the other one is the pedal wagon downtown so yeah i'm just captaining them around to different bars and restaurants of their choice and they can yeah. have alcohol on board on both of those. What's so
0: that, that so experience? So that they can drink
1: like? on the way to drinking. It's kind of yeah. It's it's a pretty interesting experience. Does um, it
0: ever bum you out? No, no, not at all. Never. Okay.
1: No, because people, I never get the impression that the people that I'm interacting with are going to extremes. Do you know what I mean? They seem okay. like normal people in a normal group that have chosen to make a special event that is centered around, you know, for, for a lot of them, I'm sure that it's just centered around drinking and they just want to do that and then maybe learn something in the process. Okay. But for others, it's like they are actually competently of the opinion that they're interested in the history of brewing in Cincinnati, or they're interested in beer to the extent that they want to have it explained mm-hmm. to them by somebody that is, has chosen that industry as a profession. Yeah. That's definitely not the the majority, but those people especially, I have really enjoyed
0: hanging out with. Well, yeah, I would imagine it'd be a lot more fulfilling to You're basically teaching a class versus being a babysitter. I never feel,
1: okay, that's not true. I was going to say I never feel like a babysitter, but yeah. okay. Depending on the circumstances. But it's not babysitting to me. It's being accommodating. It's a... Yeah. It's it's customer service where you can legitimately be the person's friend by the end of the night. Probably because you've been helping them and watching them feed drinks to each other all night. Yeah. But... If you were like at the front desk of a hotel, for instance, mm-hmm. you couldn't jokingly cuss at the person in front of you. No, I can do that if I feel it's appropriate, and it it almost always goes over really well. That they're just like, oh yeah, he's the man. You know? Yeah,
0: you can be a little. You can you can be a little loose.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's. And you've got to be like should, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, if people are, are going a little overboard, you really you really have to like kind of crack the whip just to get their attention. Yeah. But you have to do it in a way that they're not just going to be like, "Well, he's a douche." Yeah, that's tough. You you want to do it in a way that you know we're all having you, fun. You crack it. Yeah, you crack yeah. a joke about it. Like, get the group mentality to be like, "Hey, if this dude, if if Jared in the group is being a total douche right now." then we owe it to Josh to make sure that he straightens up. That's the best way that I
0: have figured out how to play. Rally around you and be like, help me. Yeah, like have the group mentality. You know, like, hey, we're here to have
1: fun. Let's not ruin this for ourselves or for other people.
0: Nice. Interesting. To make it about the group and not about you.
1: Yeah, because then they do the work for me. I don't have to crack a whip if they're already kind of policing each other. That's the ideal. Yeah. So it's... You know, it's probably much like working in a bar, except that you have to be interacting with a specific group of people for a long amount of time. Oh, yeah. Smaller. As opposed to just having, you know, a bar full of people or a restaurant full of people. Yeah. So I I like it. I like it a lot. Right. I feel like it's a good usage of my knowledge and my abilities. So I I don't ever really think of it as babysitting, actually.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't know what the experience is like, but sometimes I see people on those pedal wagons, and <laughs> maybe I'm ju- I'm judgy, you know. But it and that's bums fine. Me They're out. literally out in public on a wagon,
1: blaring music, like cruising around <laughs> the most popular parts of over the Rhine and downtown on the weekends, usually to- just passing crowds of people and right. shouting and hooting and hollering. That's like, yeah, they're yeah. making a spectacle of themselves. But that's because that's what they came out to choose to do, you know. They're not falling off of the wagon, hopefully. Hopefully. They're yeah, they're they're just like they're like, hey, look at us. We're being bad right now, essentially. Yeah, that's, that's what it's you're like right. for some people, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's all motivations, and who am I to judge anyone's motivation? And you're probably right. It's probably them just to having a Saturday where they're going to be bad.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, they're going ham for some big celebration. 21st birthdays are really popular. 30ths are really popular. Yeah. Bachelor and bachelorette parties, of course. Right. Those are the ones that I usually have to be a little more aware
0: of like what's going on. Dude, the bachelorette party. That's the ultimate for me. Just, I, I'm a mind my own business type of person. I don't, I, and I'm also and I also don't want people minding my own business, and I find that a bachelorette party is very. Look at me tonight. It's a. It's like a pseudo wedding. It's like it's the night before, and someone's got a penis hat on, and they're wearing like a dress. <laughs> it's this very.
1: Here's you, you would not believe the amount of merchandise out there that's available with penises on it. I've... For bachelorette parties. I've seen it all. It's incredible. I mean, I've had inflatable, like, four-foot penises tied to the back of my wagon before. And, and riding down Vine Street that way. And that's an right. acceptable thing in our society. As these women are dressed and, like, they have sashes on. Right, like, that's it's, what it Like, it's prom. So right, yeah. And they're drinking from their penis-shaped straws. And it's just, it's outrageous.
0: Yeah. And that mentality to drink out of a penis straw and to like (laughs) drag penises behind a pedal wagon is very not me. And maybe there's a part of me that wants to be the center of attention and I hate that part of me. Maybe there's a part of me that wants to drag penises around and say, look at me. And I'm embarrassed of that. So when I
1: see it. Is this your lead up to revealing that you secretly wish to have a bachelorette
0: party for yourself? In a way maybe do you know what I mean it could be it could be me saying I'm jealous of that woman and that's why it kind of makes me mad to see her getting all this attention yeah I don't want to make this
1: sound completely sexist so I'm going to flip to the bachelor side of it too it's pretty much the same thing maybe it there's is. not quite a spectacle about it right but it is just debauchery in the name of some person one guy absolutely and just you're, getting completely yeah. pampered by his group of friends
0: slash just force fed Whatever yeah. it may be. And you're good on you for bringing that up because you're right. It does go it does go both ways. Cause it is the same thing. But I think I, I'm gonna say how I feel. I think bachelorette parties are way more spectacular. Flamboyant. Yes. Yeah. And very more I mean, doing I mean it's, it's I've never had the experience, but I know doing comedy, a big thing is a bachelorette party will come in during a comedy show and they will be loud Oof. and they'll want to make it about them. Mm. I've never experienced this. It's just a thing I've heard a lot of comics talking about. But it's that idea of, like, we're going to go do this thing and it's about us, but they don't realize when you go to a comedy show it's about the comedian, Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah, that's, and that's everywhere they go that night for some groups. Not all groups. We should, right. We definitely shouldn't categorize.
0: Yeah, I mean if you're a normal I've
1: seen some where the bachelorette was really mild-mannered And it was her friends essentially like Taking the excuse to get rowdy on their own Yeah And that just makes me feel bad for the bride-to-be She didn't have to go
0: Maybe she did have to go actually Well these are the people
1: that she invited to be her bridesmaids apparently You know, like what's her wedding day going to be like If they're already acting like that It's Being self-centered and not really focusing on what she wants That's not a good sign
0: yeah, but why does she have these friends?
1: Huh? I don't know, man. I don't really get to ask those questions when I'm on the pedal wagon. No. I'm trying to focus on the positive. You're trying typically. to get tipped, dude. <laughs> You're like, why do you associate
0: with these assholes?
1: What are you even doing here, Jill?
0: Um, make friends with <laughs> that are mature and have similar interests. <laughs> Abandon your friends right now on the pedal wagon. Just
1: drop them. Just Just tell them the wedding's canceled and yeah. then just have your own thing.
0: Dude, Jill... It's Jill, always Jillian. Can I call Jill? You Jill? She prefers Jillian. <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah, whatever. I mean, I've, if I've it's seen not, it go,
1: you know, both ways to an extreme.
0: Yeah, If, if it's not, you know, and maybe you've like a low key bachelor at party, then I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about someone else.
1: Oh, I've seen one or two that were absolute sticks in the mud for what it's worth. Yeah. Where they maybe had, they didn't bring anything on board and mm-hmm. they maybe have one or two drinks at each place. Yeah. Maybe. And they get off and they drive home. Yeah. And that's, I'm like, well, glad you guys got to meet up and hang out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of
1: dumb too. Who am I to criticize? Yeah. Have your own experience. Yeah. Go into it open-minded, right? To bring it full
0: circle. Yeah. Yeah. Go in. And don't get pressured into like drinking or not drinking
1: yeah to drink or not to drink right that is your opinion
0: that is your question to answer
1: you know thought there was going to be a bonnaroo talk you just get me on beer here
0: yeah man this was great though this was good it was we didn't even have to come back around
1: no we it's uh i think it's a really important question for especially for people in our generation right now but just People that are in society these days, it's like, how does how are you influenced to drink? Why are you drinking when you do it? What are your real motivations for? Like what you do on a daily or a weekly or a weekend basis, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love going to the Red River Gorge mm-hmm. and that's always involved drinking. But now more than ever, I'm aware of that. Like yeah. how much how much alcohol is brought, mm-hmm. how much is, I don't want to use the word acceptable because that puts up some sort of a normative thing, but yeah. like how much is too much versus how much is, you know, not enough for people to enjoy themselves. Yeah. It's, it's a tough line to draw. Yeah. And that's going back to what we were saying, like centering something that I really love and having this alcohol component thrown into it right so it's it's something that i have to think about a lot that's
0: i mean yeah i think you should
1: yeah it's not a bad thing i think everybody should be aware of the reasons that they drink and how often they're doing it if it's for the right reasons and if it's what they really want to do or if it just is like a sidebar to something that they enjoy Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: it kind of slowly overtakes their time and their desires from there yeah, because it's easy. It's it's kind of like impressed upon us by society at this point and by culture.
0: Sure is, man. 100%. It's very pushed on you that this is how you have a good time.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, it's a business like any other.
0: Yeah, don't be a sheep. you know. Don't fall into marketing and advertising. But drink if you want to. Right. Smoke weed if you want to.
1: Yeah, whatever you want to do. As long as you're not hurting somebody else. Yeah. Or hopefully not hurting yourself, then I'm not going to judge you for it. Yeah. And that's, that's really the Bonnaroo message, right?
0: Yeah. Radiate positivity.
1: Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll... I'll put my bow on it real quick and then I'll throw it over to you. Okay. But I think my main takeaway here is uh, look for opportunities to find something that you're passionate about and then don't be afraid to work hard on on getting good at something so it can become enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah, now you put a bow on it. That's a good bow. Yeah. Um,
1: I guess I would toss basically if you're gonna if you're gonna go into something with expectations right
0: mm-hmm.
1: then you're potentially setting yourself up to not enjoy it in, or miss something that you would have loved just because you were too busy focusing on something that wasn't gonna happen the way you wanted it to yeah. It's a lesson from Bonnaroo that I've taken and put into life. And it's been really cool. Yeah. Some things you're in control of and some things you're not. And you got to be cool with that.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting. Kind of embrace the loss of control. Yeah,
1: yeah. you just Just because you don't have a paddle doesn't mean you can't kind of guide
0: the boat. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. This has been fun. Yeah. It was different. Yeah, it was. So that's
1: cool. It's funny, last time I think towards the end, I was like, yeah, we should do it again sometime. Little did I know.
0: Yeah. Four days later. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you ever want to do it again, I'll delete your file for you. (laughs) No, I'm I'm going to render this down and save it to Google Drive immediately when we're done. Please. Yeah. Uh, You've got nothing to plug.
1: Guys Brewery makes great beer. There you go. Craft mm-hmm. uh, Connection Brewery Tours. Yeah. The best in the city. Offering services to something like, oh, uh, Ben's going to kill me. Probably probably like 26 different breweries around town now that wow. we've got deals and specials with. You construct your own today. CraftConnection.com. Nice. And also, of course, PedalWagon.com. Yeah. Cincinnati's a great city for it.
0: Plan your next bachelorette party.
1: Twenty first, bachelor, bachelorette, yeah, thirtieth.
0: Ooh, twenty first have to be bonkers.
1: No, they're they're fine usually, really,
0: because they like they've been drinking. How, yeah, how yeah. many people
1: that are twenty one are getting their first drink that day? Yeah, they've been like they're pros at it at that point, right? And there may be one or two guys in the group or girls that'll go bananas. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's all about having that having command of the group mentality and being right. like don't shame that one person don't call them out have the uh the rest of the group just be like hey dude you're not being cool right now yeah and it goes leagues further than some asshole stranger trying to tell them that they're too drunk
0: yep that's a good lesson to learn too if anyone's trying to diffuse the situation if they're in like a management really position
1: tell it tell their friends to do it yeah <laughs> that's not diffusion of responsibility that's enabling positive action
0: yeah well, it's saying, hey, this person represents you. And they look like shit.
1: Yeah, they're not doing a good job of representing your crew right now, dude. Yeah. You need to clean this dude up out of the gutter.
0: Dude, I did that. I was a lifeguard. And I noticed that all the time with uh, like parents and kids. Like, If I was talking to a kid and then I'd talk to the parent, parent was always so ashamed of their kid. If I went up to their parent and I'm like, hey, um, is yours... He's throwing sand. I asked him a couple times not to. They're always, always so apologetic. They never take the kid's side. They're never like, hey, who are you to talk about? If I'm yelling at the kid, they'll be like, hey, it's my kid. But if I tell the parent, they're always mortified.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're giving them, uh, it's sort of like responsibility by association. Right. You know?
0: This is your opportunity to yeah.
1: discipline. And you're absolutely right. As soon as you would try to take that parent's role from them and try to scold the child directly or scold the drunk kid yeah. directly, the kid They'll is not, not going to like it. Right. And the parent or the other friends are mm-hmm. going to get the wrong impression and be like, well, look at this asshole over here.
0: You can't tell my friend what to do.
1: Yeah. Only He's I this can, can tell think my he friend. is. Yeah. yeah. Especially if they're drinking. That's liable to, to be a match that sets a fire pretty quickly where yeah. it's just mutiny.
0: Oh, I bet you don't want that. Yeah, man. So, like, dude, I'm glad. Yeah, that's a good lesson. But, all right, you done?
1: Anything else? Uh oh, I'm probably gonna get yelled at if I don't mention that the four year anniversary of Ryan Geist is coming up on July 1st. Nice. That's gonna be a good one. It's 70s yeah. themed. Oh, cool. Look for some of the promotional material coming out to feature my. Uh, previous hairstyle before i lost 18 inches
0: oh yeah yeah man since
1: it's 70s themed i kept the haircut postponed nice to accommodate the marketing team
0: okay yeah i forgot about that
1: yeah my parents and grandparents could not be happier with the way that i look now though and my girlfriend probably too
0: yeah yeah it looks good now i mean i liked it before too you had good hair but that's got to be easier i feel lighter
1: yep as a person yeah it's gonna be nicer at bonnaroo this year
0: sure is man awesome man well this has been great it's getting really hot in here i'm gonna turn this ac on right on all right thanks a lot josh later bye